0: Hey, good morning, everybody. What's happening? Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you. And um, you know, uh, this week I was thinking, uh, you know, I need to tell these guys about how humble of a person I am. Uh, Because you know, the humble people, they always tell you how humble they are. And uh, and, uh, I'm what they call a humble hockey player. You know, uh, some people, they love playing with me, especially the other team. Um, you know, I don't get in the way. I'll take the puck away from them. i don't make them look bad. And uh, you know, for some reason, there are some people that don't really like playing with Humble Wes. Uh, and sometimes that's my own team. Uh, you know, sometimes, like, just let the puck go. No big deal. You know, I, I don't score a lot. You know, I don't want to, like, steal everyone's glory, right? Sometimes I'll let them walk by me, uh, you know, and especially to the goalies, you know, like, they're my friends. I don't want them to go home feeling horrible, and their wife asks them, like, how was the game? And they'll be like, well, uh," you know, and they're like, that Chinese pastor scored on you again? I can't believe that. You know, we don't want that. Um, You know, and and I don't don't want to add to my trophy room. You know, I don't want to, like, every week, you know, all of these accolades. Um, I've been waiting for you guys, let me tell you. Uh, glad you've woken up and uh, come to the holier service of the two. And so, um, I don't know about you guys, but these last couple of years have sucked. Right? And uh, probably not allowed to say that, but too late. Um, you know, with, like, no fans in the stands... You know, and there's this and there's that. Like, I'm ready for this to be a better year. Is there anybody else that would want that, this to be the best year of their life? And this is what our desire is for you here. And so um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What is it that God will ask you to change this year? Hey, let me pray for us as we uh, jump right in here, okay? God, we just want to give you thanks that you're here with us today. God, that you love us and that uh, you're walking here with us. I pray that you would inspire us and give us the courage to ask, what would you want us to change this year? Because we know that you have good things ahead for us, good things planned, and a life of abundance. And so, God, I pray that we would seek after that together in community. In Jesus' name, amen. So you guys, turn on your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. If you have your Bibles with you, you can flip there. It's kind of uh, three-quarters to the end of uh, the whole Bible. Uh, If you turn on your Bible... Uh, look towards the end. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. I'm going to read from the NIV as well as uh, just a short uh, kind of uh, another version. Uh, It says it a little bit differently. So Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, uh, first in the NIV, and it says, and let us consider how we might spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I uh, also just want to read for you um, kind of a version called The Voice, and uh, kind of like some of the words that it says here as well. It's the same thing. It just says, Let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and righteous deeds, not forgetting to gather as a community, as some have forgotten. But encouraging each other, especially as the day of his return approaches. So as I'm reading these words and and asking God about you know what He would say today is like what am I gonna say to you guys you know um, these verses I'm sure sound familiar to you right you know what good deeds look like you know you know that you should pass the puck more you know that there should be greater love amongst you that to be encouraging, to help those in need, to help others tie their skates. You guys know how to do this. You know what good deeds are. I'm not going to go talk about good deeds. You know, but one of my uh, non-favorite kind of people are those that say, well, if it doesn't say it in the Bible, I'm not doing it. Right? So show me where it says that I should join a life group. Show me where it says that I should not do this or that. You know, in the Bible, there are 54 one-anothers, right? And so we had a series on that a while ago. And uh, so it is really hard to do these one-another actions by yourself, isn't it? Bible encourages us to love one another, to encourage one another, to be generous with each other, to forgive one another to serve one another, to be devoted to one another, to honor one another, to teach one another, to comfort one another. That's hard to do by yourself. You know, and I I believe that we're to practice this with our family. Um, You know, and so parents, would you hear me, is that you're charged to lead your family. If you don't, they won't. And more so is that if you will, there's a good chance they will. So if you swear in your home, swearing is probably okay in your home. Your children will probably continue to carry that on. If lying is okay at your home and you lie, that is probably gonna be your home. If you're generous, your kids learn to be generous. You know, one of the cool things uh, and the strength of this church is our people. It's you guys. Um, And many of you guys have invited me into your home, and I just really appreciate that. Uh, And I just thought, well, you know, it's a little bit weird for me because uh, this wasn't the tradition in my home. We didn't have a lot of people over. And so uh, when I get invited, uh, I'm excited to do that, but it's a little bit different. And so uh, I remember asking one of the younger people uh, that were in that home, and they said, and I just asked them, um, "Is it weird for you that I'm here having dinner with you guys or whatever?" And I remember this young person; they just said, "Actually, no. Like we've always had someone else at the dinner table." It was such a neat uh, thing that this family had done. And so um, I want to encourage you guys: is that your family, you need to practice these things first, this idea of community. Um, and also, the church. If we keep going on to verse 25, it says, not giving up meeting together as some of you are in the habit of doing. And uh, the kind of different version there is saying, not forgetting to gather as a community as some have forgotten. Um, it's interesting to me that the when the Bible was written many, 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 many years ago, before cell phones and before all of these other kind of things that uh, are accessible to us, is that they also were in the habit of forgetting to meet, or not making that a priority, or giving up this meeting of people, of experiencing community which we were created for. And haven't you heard that busyness is next to godliness? And how will we make Jesus known? Do we need to have bigger signs? Do we need to post it it all over social media? Is it standing on a corner? Is it handing out things? How are we going to make Jesus known? The best way to do that is in community. We need you also to do that here in this building. This building is not the church, you are the church. And so, if you came here, while I read some signs that I should probably do this, no, it's the encouragement that we receive from each other because we're all on on this faith journey together. Uh, You know, and I just, uh, I wanna thank you guys for, uh, if you're joining us online, um, we appreciate uh, you tuning in. Uh, But there is a clear distinction between Attending church online and being here in the building is difficult for you to one another, somebody, if you're watching online. So um, don't take this necessarily as a call-out, okay? um, But my heart is to share with you is that we need you. We miss you. We miss you here. I remember the, the three months that we couldn't meet. And, you know, if anything... To see people's face again, to see their smile and to to hear their voice was so life-giving to me. And so let me encourage you guys, be here. We need you guys here. This is our team. This is our family. You know, our, our desire as a church, as Grand Prairie Alliance Church, is to be a training ground. That this would be our headquarters because this is where our home court advantage is. We are equipped here, we are encouraged, you know, to be spurred on, to spur each other on, to learn and to grow, and to strategize and to pray, to come together and to celebrate each other. And you know, some people have given up altogether on community as just like the verses says. It's like, hey, I've been there, I've done that. I've been to church, and, and this is a real thing, right? Is that some people, they're like, I'm going to give church another chance and, and I just know it. No one's going to talk to me. The verse also says, don't give up. So my encouragement to you this morning is don't give up. If you've tried before, try again. Our church, our hope is that you will be a family here, that you'll recognize that you're part of the team. You know, one of the... Um, Sports uh, kind of um, outfit companies, they came up with this saying that I really uh, resonates with me. I won't mention their name because I'm not getting paid, right? So, um, but they, they, they wrote down and they posted this on this wall and it said, protect this house. You guys recognize that? Don't shout out their name. I don't get any royalties. Right? So it just like, imagine on these side walls here and as uh, the tunnel, as the players came out and it says, protect this house. we got to fight for this community, guys. It is the desire of God for us to be together, to be a team. And I want to encourage you that it takes two. And so, as long as you're, you might be one of the guys that says, well, you know, I've tried, and nobody says hi to me. Like, you need to go say hi to people. We all need to be a little more intentional about being the family of God, being the team. And as you hopefully have gotten to know some people in this church, and uh, you get to be new, you get to be new for about a week. We welcome you here, but we need you. You're our family. And it's been my honor and privilege. I just want to say happy anniversary to all of you guys, is that we've been together for seven years. And uh, it has been my honor and privilege to know you, to know your stories, and to share life with you. But that comes with a little bit of work. And I pray that it will be our culture here is that actually we would be intentional about knowing the people that we sit beside, the one that sits in front of us and this one who sits behind us and the one who sits beside us, and as I share with uh, other pastors about this strategy that we have here that we're going to um, continue to implement here at Grand Prairie Alliance Church is that there could be years, everyone's got their spot of where they like to sit, right? I always know Bill and Elena are gonna be right here, and, and I, I see you Shank boys, hey, and uh, I know where you guys are, and that's okay, that's cool but you could go years without knowing the guy that's right across from you. And there's a story there. We need to fight for our community, protect this house, to be a team, to be a family, and if you know uh, some teenagers, if you work with teenagers, if you have been a teenager, if you're not teaching your kids, somebody else is teaching them. If you're not parenting them, somebody else is parenting them. If you're not teaching them from right, what's right from wrong, what's important, what we prioritize, somebody else is. There is no shortage of evil people in this world that want to take your children away from you. Sharing lies of that it's better over here. Do they tell you you had to do that? You don't have to do that. There's no rules here. We need to fight for this community. And so uh, I just want to highlight a couple uh, next steps for you guys. Uh, the first one is, is uh, what we have here we call life groups. And so um, I pray that it's a place where you find life. And very simply put, a life group is where we connect relationally so that we can grow spiritually. It's modeled after Acts 2.42, and it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. This is what happens at a life group. Pray that you guys would strongly consider joining and being a part, a greater part of our community. Uh, You can find uh, more information on our church center app, where you can see me after. um, Because what it means to be in a life group is to show up, is to join in, and to be real. And so uh, a weekly commitment is most of our groups. There's a couple groups that meet biweekly as well. To join in, to be an active part of what we do in a group, we're going to give you a role and a responsibility so that you can exercise your gifts, so you can know each other well and that we can serve each other. And lastly is to be real, is that life is hard. And we don't want you to do it by yourself. Um, I wish we had time to, to, sh- to hear some testimonies of those who have experienced this kind of community. Um, it's one of those things where when I joined a life group and just like mentorship and I got someone to mentor me, I wish I did it a long time ago. And so would you consider that being one of your next steps? And the next step for everybody is what we call sections and section communities, and so starting in October, uh, we are going to just be a lot more intentional, and we want you guys to be a part of that, okay? And so this would be the center line here, and, um, and uh, you might remember we had some, some colors that were on the pews and that kind of thing, and so just to make things simpler, we're just going to do the north. north side, you guys think like sexmith is over there. And then that's south, okay? And so, like, if you're heading to O'Brien or south, that's where you're going, okay? Um, And so, um, would we be more intentional about knowing the people that sit in front of us and sit behind us? Not asking you to come on an extra day, but on Sunday, this is your family. This is your team. Okay, and so you got a few weeks to figure out, Is like, oh, I don't really like that person. I better move north. <laughs> okay. Um, are we going to reintroduce hugging in the service? Um, it's on the table. Okay. Um, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are some great people. A lot of great people I see over here. And there's some okay people over here. I'm just kidding, you would benefit to hear these stories, to share a meal with them. And so, like I said, you get to be new for a week, and now you're our family. Uh, it is my greatest honor and privilege to serve here, and it's because I know so many of you, and you've shared your life with me, and I thank you guys for that. Um. So every third and fourth week of the month, um, we're gonna have a north gathering and we're gonna have a south gathering. And it's gonna be immediately after the service. We're gonna have lunch together just in the cafe out here. And we're just gonna ask you guys to pick one or the other. And some of you guys are trying to foil my plan and be like, oh, I like to sit there sometimes and I like to sit. Dude, you can sit wherever you want, okay? But we're gonna ask you guys just to choose one gathering. And why um, this has come to my attention is actually when I've talked with the kids ministry, uh, you know, which is awesome, they have like hundreds of kids over there, right? And so if you kinda just, if everyone showed up at once, it would be very hard to accommodate, right? And so this idea that we're doing is, a, is the idea that we're, we're trying to make a big church small. Some of you guys might agree with me is that if you, as you look around, I don't know everybody's name. Whereas maybe before when we were a little bit smaller and that we could gather a little more frequently is I knew everybody in this church. But something's changed, right? And we praise God for that. We're glad you're here. But everybody has a story and we want to share those things. It's the way that we've been created. And so uh, there'll be more on that. We'll be reminding you guys and stuff like that. So your big job right now is like Do I want to be north or do I want to be south? Okay? And just pick one of those and we look forward to gathering with you. Um, You know, um, I was at a cafe, a local cafe, um, just a couple days ago. They served some super good food. Um, I was in Jeffrey's and uh, because um, Jeffrey's is going to hook me up, they get a name. Shout out. Um, If you know, Those guys at Jeffrey's just, yeah, name drop me, and uh, they might treat you good. Um, but it was, it was interesting. It wasn't a normal meeting like I normally have. You know, usually we're just kicking it and sharing with each other about uh, our week or um, what's happening. And this time, it was with um, a couple brothers, and we were discussing their dad's funeral that we just did yesterday. And so it reminded me of this video um, that was put out by Chick-fil-A Uh, You can find it on YouTube, and it's called Everybody Has a Story, I believe. Um, And uh, shout out to Chick-fil-A, because they're going to hook me up, too. They're Christians, I heard. So Christian chicken is good with me. Um, And so, um, but it wasn't this usual conversation that I had, and it reminded me is that when you pan... So they, they take this, they film this video... Of just one of their restaurants and they kind of had like you know like those cartoon bubbles or uh, you know some little thing written in the back it was really well done and it just kind of panned over and here you saw a family you know that were struggling to make ends meet right and they pan over to the next couple and uh, you know they just had their first miscarriage and then you pan over to this single guy here and Uh, He just celebrated the first anniversary of saying goodbye to his mom. You know, and then another couple where their son got deployed. And then another couple where their anniversary is their 50th anniversary. And so, I was one of those stories and just different and when you're in a restaurant, you have no idea, right? There could be some laughing going on. There could be smiles or whatever. Or there could be a person sitting by themselves, And like, what's their story? And for me, as uh, so we sat together uh, for a couple hours, it was awesome. We got to, uh, some people were sharing tears. We got to reminisce and talk about their dad. as They shared with me the legacy that he's left behind. The kind of man he was. It was so encouraging to me, as well as they were just going through tremendous sadness and hurt that they had lost their dad. And so, uh, you know, that happens here, too. So we look around, it's like, hey, man, this is Grand Prairie Alliance Church. Everyone's got their crap together, um, stuff together. And um, we're all dressed good, play for the right team. There's stories in this room, and, uh, and we embrace them. But God has called us to be a community. Again, the strength of our people, the strength of Grand Prairie Alliance Church is our people. Everybody has a story. I'm just going to share you with you guys a quick story here about this, uh, this fancy puck that I brought with me. I don't know if you guys can see that, but it says uh, it's uh, January 23rd of this year was my first hat trick. All right, and uh, ooh, thank you. I knew I liked you guys better, I gotta tell ya. Um, so, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, how dare these guys, you know? I, how do they know I haven't had many hat tricks, okay? Um, but as you guys know, I'm quite a humble hockey player. Um, and so, like, I don't want goalies to feel bad when they leave, I want them to come back and stuff, so I don't score lots. Um, So the first goal, let me tell you about, okay, Um, I'm kind of cherry-picking at the top of the center ice there. And uh, this guy uh, doesn't come out usually, but for some reason came out, and uh, he's like the best player I've ever played with, right? And uh, it's not you, Jordan. Uh, Sorry, I need to throw more shade towards you, as you've pointed out. Um, You know, but he hits me with this puck, not hits me, but hits my stick with this puck so perfectly that it it drops in front of me so that I don't miss it. Okay, that's how good this guy is, right? And then I'm gone, and to everyone's amazement, including mine, I score. I was like, "Whoa, look at that!" Right? And so I'm in shock. Whatever. Okay, game keeps going here, and then uh, a, a second goal comes. Like you know, there's a loose puck, and boom, it's in. And I'm like look at that and uh, you know even one of my other friends was just like wow that's two for you right no big deal to me because I I have to maintain my humility as a pastor in the community here so no big deal right and then go for the half everyone's taking a water break whatever and uh, you know uh, I don't see this guy Um, and then second half comes and it's getting near to the end of that the game and um, and I haven't scored another one. It's not on my mind. It's like, whatever. I got to score. I was pretty happy that I got one.? Right? And then the next thing I know, they pulled a goalie.? Right? It's like the last minutes, but I'm like tired, right? And so it's like, you know, we have so much time, there's only two minutes left in the game or whatever. They pull the goalie for no reason. Okay? They're not down. They just pull him. And then I'm going off the ice because I'm tired, right? And they're like, dude, get back out there, man, right? And they're not telling me that they're trying to get me this third goal, (laughs) right? And I'm like, no, man, I'm tired. I'm good, right? So then they put the goalie back in, right? For some reason, we have some extra time or whatever. Now I've got some energy back, so I'm going back out there. And to everybody's amazement, I score again. Right? And it's just like, whoa, this is crazy, right? As I'm walking back to, or I don't walking, I'm skating back to the bench, I go by the visitor's bench and hats start coming on the ice. I'm like, okay, and just so you guys know, uh, usually there's 10,000 fans, you know, when I play hockey, but not this time. There is zero, okay? And and hats come on the ice. I'm like, what is happening here? I'm kind of in shock and I'm just like, I'm humble. Thanks guys, appreciate it. And so I skate back and whatever and uh, like our, our bench is on the opposite side of the dressing room so it's not like they went into the room and found all the hats they could find, right? It's like these guys at the half brought their hats out with this plan that somehow this Chinese guy is going to score three goals, right? And so that was cool. I uh, really appreciated that, and I just threw it in their face. You know, I was like, I didn't need you to pull the goalie, by the way. Okay, and so uh, I'm in the dressing room, whatever, and a guy from the opposite team comes in with this puck and gives it to me. And uh, for those of you guys who may not play hockey, a hat trick is three goals in the same game by the same player, um, and um, and uh, they wrap this piece of tape around it, and they kind of give you, put the date down and what happened and whatever, and it's kind of like these things go into the Hall of Fame, which this is going to the Hall of Fame, okay? Because never have you heard of a Chinese guy scoring three goals. Um I've done some research for you guys here, and so let me just share this with you. It says, the greatest player of all time, Wayne Gretzky, had 50 regular season hat tricks in his career, or one in 3.4% of his games. Active players, Matt Duchesne, Paul Stastny, and Claude Giroux, all with over 200 career goals, each have one regular season hat trick. Even Austin Matthews who had 111 goals in his first three seasons, only had one career hat-trick at the time of writing this, which is June of 2015, unless you would of course know this. And that hat-trick occurred in his NHL debut. Not since, by the way. And so this point, the point is that hat-tricks are rare because they're difficult. And not to mention the ability of myself. So, you know, like, in my mind, I'm awesome, right? Like, you should see how many goals I score in my mind. Um, So, this doesn't happen a lot, but it was incredible this team of mine would do this for me, Um, and it's taken a lot of years of community with these guys, which I so appreciate. Like, who's going to be there when your house burns down, where you have your first child, or when you get a diagnosis, and where you have to say goodbye to a loved one? I so appreciated when I got ordained that many of you came, or when you experienced freedom, where you were healed. You're my team. We are a family. There's no better feeling you get when you have a team that's around you. You could be one connection away, one conversation away, one prayer, one coffee, one invitation away from experience the love and freedom of Jesus. And for some of you and most of you, this has happened here in our church. Thank you. Thank you for being the church. We need to continue doing this, each one of us. I want to jump to the end of the verses here, and it says, especially as the day approaches, especially as the day of his return approaches, did you know that even evil seeks community? The devil is described as a wolf in sheep's clothing that he is here to seek and destroy. We need to fight for community. We need to protect this house. I think you will be all in agreement with me that we are in the last days. The Bible talks about natural disasters, that this world is falling apart. You can talk about in all aspects which I will not talk about. But you know that this, we're, we're not in a good place and it's getting worse. It also talks about that all people would hear. You know, it is part of the mission of the Christian and Missionary Alliance and why it was formed is that we would hasten the return of Jesus. And the Bible describes us how that will happen is through the evangelization of this world we have now more translations of God's word than we have ever before. We're sending international workers around the world to bring the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we need that here as well. You guys know this. You know that there is a desperate need for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ for your neighbors, for your workplace, for your own families. We need each other more than ever it is easier to stay home. There are less people to be concerned about, there's less forgiving that I have to do, but this is what we're called to, is to be community, to continue meeting together. I'm gonna invite Josh if uh, you would come and just um, help us close here. I want this to be the best year of your life. I believe that God wants that for you too. Is that a desire of yours? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And haven't you heard that busyness is next to godliness? This still remains untrue. This year I wanted you to encourage you to double down on community this year. And so I've given you a few examples and a couple of the things that we're doing around the church, but it doesn't have to be those things. But they are here for you, and we need you. This team needs you. In fact, the team is not the team without you. We're depleted. We are incomplete. And so when you're not here on Sunday, we notice And sometimes it's going to be for you. That you're going to need that word of encouragement. You're going to need that shoulder to cry on. You're going to need to hear that song that reminds you of how much Jesus loves you. Double down on community this year. Protect this house. Just going to give us a couple minutes if you guys would bow and just... Think about, and would you be bold in asking, "God, what do you want me to change this year? To have the best year ever?" I don't want it to be the same as last year. Another thing I don't like is people that say, "I'm living the dream. You're obviously not living the dream. It is what it is. It doesn't have to be, guys. God has something for you. So would you ask God, what is it that you want me to change this year?